You're listening to Father Kirby Longo's Homilies, powered by Mountain Catholic. Father Kirby is a priest of the Roman Catholic Diocese of Helena, the parochial vicar of St. Anne's Parish in Butte, Montana, and chaplain of Butte Central Catholic Schools. Enjoy. I had the honor of taking a pilgrimage to the Holy Land during my diaconate year seminary. And, of course, part of that trip was to go up on the Temple Mount in Jerusalem. And where the, the mount is the foundation of the original Temple of Solomon and later, after the exile, the second temple, which had continued to be built up until it again became a great wonder of the world by the time that Jesus walked the earth. And of course now it's the site of the Dome of the Rock, sort of Muslim structure. It's not, it's not necessarily a mosque, uh, but it's built on that site because of the tradition that, that that was the place where God created Adam. It's one of the traditions. And then also that that rock is also the site where Abraham went to sacrifice Isaac. And then also for Muslims, it's, it's their tradition that, that Muhammad was taken up to heaven from that same site. As we were approaching the mount, we were well aware of the tension, especially the tension between the Jewish people there and the Muslim people there. Uh, it's, it's palpable. But also, as we were walking up along the side of the mount, uh, below a big wall, there were just these massive rocks, just kind of half buried in the ground or just kind of sitting there off kilter. Giant hewn stones, eight feet by four feet. And so I asked our guide what those were doing there because this place is sort of perfectly manicured, except for these random massive stones. And he said that those were the stones from the walls of the temple, that when the Romans had rushed into the city after a long, brutal seven month siege, they had literally torn the temple all the way down to where not a single rock stood upon another rock. They had thrown all the rocks off the side of the mount in order that the Jewish people wouldn't build the temple again. And so the prophecy of Jesus that seemed so wild at the time came true in 70 AD. You know, I've mentioned more than once, I guess probably never here because I don't preach here that often, that we sort of, we're, we're sort of frivolous in the way that we think about the end times in the church today. We don't seem to consider the wild events of the scriptures anything more than kind of analogy. Uh, and many of the songs that we sing about the end times in the church today, you know, and in many of the ones that have been written in the last 70 years are very sort of lighthearted. Uh, that the day of the Lord is going to somehow be a pleasant day, uh, which is just not the case anywhere in the scriptures. It's going to be a very terrifying day. But I don't want to talk about that necessarily today. I want to call our attention instead to uh, what we call in the church the particular judgment. And that would be the judgment that each of us will face at the end of our life. Because only a fraction of humanity will actually be alive at the end times, in the actual end of the world, 
But all of us will likely face uh, our particular judgment in the next hundred years. Maybe some of the little, little babies, if they're real strong, grow more than a hundred years. But the uh, hundred years is, you know, that's a good long life. So we're going to be, we know that at the end of our life, we're going to be held accountable, you know, personally, but also sort of corporately, you could say. The world will be held accountable for what we do. But what, what does that look like? What's the sort of threshold there? What's the goal of all that? How are we to prepare for such an event? You know, so it's kind of hard to think about uh, the, our judgment from God. And, and if we think too hard about it, it's hard not to sort of lose hope in the, in the battle. Well, when Jesus talks about the end times, when he talks about final judgment, heaven and hell, and anything in that sort of field in the church that we call that eschatology, the end of the world, he, he gives one piece of advice to his disciples every single time, and that's to be vigilant, to be watchful, uh, to be on guard against it. Paul, and Paul has two sort of commands in his letters that I think are good guides in how to be vigilant as Christians. One, he says to pray unceasingly. And then he also says to never grow weary of doing the good. Never grow weary of doing the good. You know, I, think it's, I think it's this sort of endurance. The endurance that Christianity demands, more than anything else, is the thing that keeps us from being the great saints that we're called to be. I don't know how many of you are familiar with Kanye West, but he's a, he's a hip-hop artist and he's a rapper, and, and I guess he's a designer too. I didn't know that one until recently when I was looking him up. But it's, it, it's been in the news a lot recently that he's sort of experienced a kind of conversion. And it seems like a pretty serious conversion. I thought of him this weekend when I was preparing for this, uh, preparing to come here, because part of his attempt to sort of begin a new life has been to move part-time to Cody, Wyoming, which I think is hilarious. And it's only a town of 10,000. It'd be like Kanye West just taking up, you know, a house in Whitehall, Montana. You know, it's great. So he's, he's done this as, as sort of to get away from the world in many ways, which I, I think is a sort of necessary thing as we begin the Christian life. Uh, and it's necessary at, at times always during our life as Christians. But I bring him up because I think he's a great example, assuming you know, it's an authentic conversion. I don't know a whole lot about it. Because he's someone who's sort of new to the faith and seems very fired up for missionary work. You know, he's doing Sunday services all over the U.S. and bringing a gospel choir and, and putting on a pretty good show. He's preaching about sin and repentance. And in all of it, he seems fairly jo joyful. But for anyone who, who has walked as a Christian for a substantial amount of time, can't help but wonder what's going to happen when the newness and the enthusiasm fades. And, that, and that's what, the same with all of us, whenever we begin some sort of venture. At first, it's easy because we're excited about it. There's something new and beautiful to it. And so it begins easy. But then, once the newness wears off, that's when 
endurance begins. And in so many things in our lives, that's when we begin to sort of lose the habit or, or the thing begins to fade. Now that's why, you know, with Kanye, he's human like the rest of us, so how will that endurance work for him? How, how is his endurance in doing the good? Uh, we'll see in time. Hopefully, hopefully it lasts. Because we know that the Christian life is not a sprint. It's a sort of ultra-marathon. And it demands everything from us, both in the moment and for the rest of our lives, which is such an intimidating thing in so many ways. You know, I, grow, I, I so often grow tired of doing the good. Tired of sitting in prayer every single day. Tired of holding back that piece of gossip that would, that would be so satisfying to share. Or tired of sitting with the, the lonely person who needs our company, but we don't really enjoy being around. But we need to because it's the right thing. It's something about our, our wounded nature, our fallenness, that creates in us an instability. It, it creates in us this desire to always want to get away from the thing that we're responsible for doing. Instead of, instead of being willing to endure those moments that are uncomfortable, persevere in the things that are most important in our lives. The early desert fathers knew perseverance so well. They knew how important that was to being a Christian. There's this great story of an older desert monk telling a younger monk who, who couldn't pray. He just couldn't bring himself to pray for one more day. Couldn't do it. And he said, go and sit in your cell and your cell will teach you everything. Don't even pray. Just sit in your cell. Don't leave. And I think that there's a, there's a beautiful wisdom to that. Uh, Thomas Akempis, who wrote The Imitation of Christ, which is honestly, I think, the best-selling book ever, apart from the Bible. And he says, every time you leave your cell, you come back less a man. Because we know as Christians that we have these sort of basic responsibilities, the things that the Lord has called us to, which are never the exciting things. They're always the sort of drudgery of daily life that is the thing that makes us a saint. Uh, and those are the things we're always tempted to run from, uh, run towards those new and exciting things. You know, because anyone can flourish in times of consolation. When we're, when we're excited about the faith, uh, that, those are the times when it's easy to pray. Those are the times when it's easy to do good works. But it's the, it's the other times uh, when it's not easy, when the Lord feels like he's absent. If we endure in those times, those are the things that will make us the saints we're called to be. They're sort of intense and dry times between those great times of consolation. If we can endure in those times, uh, we will find that we will be prepared on the day of the Lord. Because he says it's going to come at times when we're not expecting it. But if we just endure in the daily drudgery of life, uh, first of all, that's what gives us joy. Uh, the Lord says at the end of the gospel today that we find joy in that endurance. Uh, but also, when the Lord shows up, whether that's at the end of our life or at the end of times, 
Maybe we are the ones who are going to be alive at the end of the world. Either way, when the Lord appears and when he sort of calls us to judgment, then we will find that our hearts have been prepared by our endurance and our perseverance. And there's great joy in that. So we find peace in that, in the things that are least exciting but most important.